You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 17th of May. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, we're turning into a sick note Britain country. As a 2.5 million people of working age are out of work due to long-term sickness. The increase is being driven by mental health problems and working from home. Oh yes, those back problems and all that anxiety, folks. Meanwhile, a massive shake-up of renting is going to be announced by Michael Gove today with a ban on no-fault evictions. And former Prime Minister Liz Truss has given a landmark speech in Taiwan calling on the West to treat China as a threat to UK security. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Lots to talk about, including the threat of AI, which is also being brought up uh, in the US Congress as well. Uh, lots to talk about, as I say. And uh, let's uh, start with uh, Sick Note Britain. 2.5 million people, a record number of people on long-term sick. Those are the figures that came out from the Office of National Statistics yesterday. Um, these are people of working age. Largely, it's down to things like back and neck problems. How much of that is due to working from home or sitting over the kitchen table, maybe, or sitting on the couch making calls? Um, uh, long COVID, we're told. Uniquely, the West, uh, well, the West, Britain and America, West Coast and East Coast are being affected by long COVID. Um, anxiety, mental health problems on the rise. And of course, there are also a lot of people waiting for treatment, waiting for operations on the NHS and haven't got them. But um, is it all being fuelled by, well, working from home right now? Let's talk about this with Benedict Spence. He's a Conservative commentator. And he joins me this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. I mean, <laughs> these numbers are extraordinary. You know, these are people of working age, mm. uh, not necessarily people who, you know, are close to retirement. We know that some people have come back off uh, the retirement um, numbers uh, since the cost of living rise because they thought, mm. oh, I can leave I can leave work early, retire early. They've, you know, work perhaps fell, fell apart a bit during lockdown period. And I just, you know, I'm fine like this. And then the bills started mounting. They went, ah, I think I'll head back yes. uh, to, to the workplace. Um, these are people of working age who, who are, and it's a huge increase in them, who are just not turning up to work because they say they aren't able to work because of sickness. But a lot of this sickness are, this is the trouble, they're things that are perhaps you know, difficult to to, tell, you know, to to actually quantify. Tough to put your finger on. Put your finger on. <laughs> now, years ago, it used to be, it was people had, you know, had the backache. Mm. And then it became stress and anxiety. Now, the backache and the neck problems, they are back. But again, a lot of people think that's to do with people, you know, hunching over on a, you know, on a laptop at home, working from home. What do you make of these figures? Um, I think it's very concerning entirely in terms of growth and productivity. You know, when we look at the general state of the economy to then say that such a large number of people are off long-term sick and are therefore drags on the economy rather than contributing to it as they might be done, uh, as might be done, that is very concerning. As to whatever the individual reasons are, uh, I do think that things like, you know, back and neck, look, you do get that sort of thing working in an office as well, but specifically when you're lying on a sofa rather than even sat at a kitchen table, I can tell you from experience during the pandemic, actually, the things, the effects it has, not 
you know, having that routine, being upright, holding yourself as you're supposed to be walking, is incredibly no, damaging. But even, you know, whether people drive to work or get there, the train or the bus, you know, it's walking up the road. Yep. It's pop. It's, you know, walking to go to the loo, walking mm. to go and get a coffee, walking over to the, fo- you know, the, the photocopier. and talk to a colleague. Procrastinate and talk to a colleague. <laughs> None of us do that. No, absolutely not. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I'm really aware, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of strapped in in this desk. I've got, you know, a microphone on. I've got a... She is literally uh, strapped in in case they, she they, tries they, to escape. They have to hold me down. <laughs> it's in her contract. Um, that's <laughs> hey, um, a entirely different show. Uh, not on at this time in the morning, and um, and and it does mean you sort of you know you you take you know you don't get up and sort of walk to the loo, and you don't sort of get up and wander and get yourself a coffee because there are sort of too many wires to undo. Mm. And I'm really aware of the impact that has on sort of my back and my neck and uh, yeah. uh, and just sort of general aches and pains because I'm not as I would routinely have done before, uh, been sort of trapped in. I've got up, you know, you get up every twenty minutes or half yeah. an hour. And I mean, I well, I worked from home for a year, um, which is why. I don't want to work from home, mm. but I worked from home for a year um, um, in between different uh, different jobs. Um, I was still working. You know, I was at my desk at nine every morning, but I, I walked my daughter to school every morning. It's up a hill. Mm. You know, picked up the shopping. You know, I actually got fresh air, had a, sort of a brisk half hour walk you know, mm. there and back, sort of get everything going. Um, you know, and pick her up from school afterwards, and and at least you were out and about, at least you had some company. And I just really don't think it's a good idea for people to get up and go from you know the bedroom to the I don't know, the sitting room or the kitchen table. And that that can't, I don't think that's good for you health-wise, physically, and I don't think it's good for you mentally as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that we also talk about the increase in mental health issues that people report. And if you don't leave your house for days on end and you don't have to interact with other people, that will affect it. Mm. And, you know, your body will mirror... Uh, actually what's going on in your mind as well if both are quite sedentary both aren't being stimulated properly then yes there are going to be issues and people get anxious it's really noticeable I mean again I don't think any of this is long Covid I think there are people who suffer from long Covid there are people who have been seriously ill who have serious long term debilitating effects and there are definitely people who've had Covid mildly who are suffering from long term fatigue however Mm. um, the numbers of people when they looked at the stats earlier on the numbers of people um, who who, who had not had Covid Mm. who were suffering from similar things during lockdown was remarkable Remarkably similar. I mean, it, you know, the the basic, the genuine sort of ennui of yeah. of life. Yeah. You know, is you know people feeling feeling a bit down, feeling lethargic, feeling tired. I mean, I, mean, I was knocked for six by by certainly my first bout of COVID in yeah. March 2020. I was absolutely zonked, and I I was I, I we were working from home. Well, I was working from home. The wonderful team were all in the studio for three months, and I, I do think certainly for the first two, I probably wouldn't have been able to manage getting in every day. Yeah, I was so t- I could I could walk to the spare room mm. <laughs> to the makeshift studio there, <laughs> and then lie on the sofa all day. But that was pretty much all I could manage doing. Mm. Um, but yeah, but you know, we're three years on, folks. We're I three am sceptical about the numbers of long COVID. But especially frankly. as it's it tends to be, you know. People in Britain and people on the west yeah. coast of America and east coast of America, it's barely happened anywhere and there's else. Also, there's also a, a significant incidence of it in middle class women, which so I think is middle very class, middle aged women. Yeah, a certain Hello. type of. Yeah, I don't know what it is about your your all of your genetic makeup that makes you more susceptible yeah. to than everybody else. But you know, I also think about earlier on uh, this week there was talk about I think a BBC investigation into ADHD prescriptions yeah. as well. And I was just thinking, yeah, how easy it is and how overdiagnosed. Basically, that. hello, I've got ADHD. And, well, here's yes, your prescription. And, and I lifetime. just think, well, well, who would have thought that if you sit and you stare at a screen all day that you have a reduced attention span and that yeah. you get slightly touchy? And I think, you know, the yeah. response to that is not to give people a prescription for amphetamines. No, it doesn't seem very sensible. Everybody needs to get out and about see more people who are real yeah (laughs) look at the sky go walking get your bodies moving Mm. get your brain moving 
laugh and smile with other real human beings in the same place as you, not on a screen. We are. This is what we need as human beings, mm. and and, if, and people. And I think particularly why this is affecting a lot of young people, especially, is how many of them just live their life, you know, like this on a yeah. screen, looking down at a screen the whole time. It's just simply not healthy. I wonder if that's why when the young people get outside, the they all people. break into tears and claim that the world is going to catch fire because they've never seen yeah. so much beautiful nature before. Yeah, they've exactly. only seen it through the prism I, I of the screen. I am really aware. If you're feeling a bit down, you think you know, you know, you know you've had a family route or whatever the thing mm. is, going for a walk, yeah. being you know. Part of the sky, nicer if it's blue. Yes. But you know, being around, you know, I don't know, like you know, seeing the sky, seeing trees, hearing, you know, these things are they're, they're good for the soul. And mm. and and there's a lot of sort of airy fairy sort of you know a, you know tree hugging nonsense <laughs> that's talked about these things. But they are there, there are mm. lots of old you know the little old rules like you go for a nice hearty walk. It is good for you. And I and I really think the fact that people are working from home, they're not doing that at mm. all. If, you, if you're taking a break from a screen on at work, you know, are you sitting at home to watch Netflix? You know that's that you know, that is that's not a life for a start, no. isn't it? And certainly not for our young people. Where are they where are they meeting people? Where are they making those lifelong mm. friendships that you have from being you know being young and being out and about? Um, let's talk also about I mean really worrying figure. This is from the Financial Conduct Authority, a massive survey they've done. Um, almost 11 million people are struggling to keep up with their bills. That's for the latest figures for January. That's up about a few million from uh, from a year ago. Um, and that's one in five adults. One in mm. five adults are struggling. Five and a half million have missed a loan or a bill repayment in the last year. That is incredibly worrying. Again, not you know, not paying for certain things, but you know, you need to pay your rent, your mortgage, yeah. and you need to pay your, your utility bills. Um, and a quarter say they are losing sleep over money worries. This is a huge big time bomb, isn't it? Because mm. we're seeing you know mortgage rates going up and up and up. I'm going to talk about renting in a minute. Renting costs going up and up and up. Mm. There's an awful lot of people who's who's come, who are going to come off fixed rate mortgages, you know, every month another hundred thousand come off and they are going to you know, I mean their their finances are just going to implode when they when yeah. they get those extra increases on their mortgage. The, I mean do you think do you think there's anything being done by the government that is tackling that issue? I don't really. It, it sounds a bit sort of almost helpless, but I don't really know what can be done to help tackle that issue, apart from try to stimulate growth to get more money into people's pockets. You know, we we can say that oh, the government needs to give financial support to this many people, but you know, given the scale of the problem that we're talking about, what is it that people are expecting? This sort of massive financial package that will then have to be paid for again at some point down the line. You know, we had this issue with furlough, and we had this issue obviously, with, with uh, when Liz Truss promised sort of open-ended energy support payments for people. Actually, you know, what you need is growth. You can only keep on putting it off for so long by saying, we'll prop this section up, we'll prop that section up by handouts. It needs to be paid for. That is a large part of the problem. And it is now why we're all being taxed through the nose, because we have to pay for all of this support. So it's very hard. It's very, I understand it's very difficult. But the one thing the government could do is trying to facilitate growth where possible, create more jobs, better paying jobs, get more people back into work. That long term is how you solve this issue, yeah. not by saying we will give you a handout and pass the buck on to the next government. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Everyone is going to. Everyone is I mean, going it, to keep passing the buck it, on. It, it, it's why, you know, we talk about the strike so often and people yeah. are very sympathetic towards strikers. But at the same time, they're going, but I'm struggling, too. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. And I most people, you, but... you would never guess this from most of the media. Mm. Most people don't work in the public sector. Yeah, exactly. We talk about these hundreds of thousands, these millions of people work in the public sector. You know, 80 percent plus of people work mm. in the private sector. Yeah. And uh, well, that's the thing. How many of these people, what percentage of these people are people working in the private or the public? 
I'd be very interested to see the breakdown of the figures. I haven't seen yeah. them yet. But I suspect there's an awful lot of people who own their own businesses, you know, that sort of thing, who are really up against it. And Absolutely. of course, we forget they're coming off the back of the pandemic when businesses went to the wall anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are so many. I mean, look, I certainly you know looking at my local high street and I mm. live in a nice area. There's yeah. people, people have still got money in my I've got the laptop class in my area and shops are closing at a rate of knots. Mm. Um, I, I walked down Oxford Street on Saturday. Um, you know, put, put on the premier shopping it streets in this country. Sight. It's sad. No Debenhams, no you mm. know, no House of Fraser. Uh, loads of other big chain stores have closed down. It's a load of ca- you know US candy yeah. stores, which a lot of question marks about some of the legality <laughs> of those and a money laundering businesses. Or goodness knows what. Yeah. Um, uh, but but also just a load of discount stores. I mean, Oxford Street. This should. I mean, you know, Oxford Street used to be you know where you'd go to shop. I mean, it's it's absolutely tragic. And also, by the way, a lot of people walking along that street. Barely saw a shopping bag yeah. on a Saturday. It's a weird place that a lot of people go to just yeah. meet yeah, but you, and go yeah, somewhere they, else. They can't make any money that way, can they? No. People looking at your store ain't going to make you any money. No. 6.44 is the time. We'll look at all the front page. We're going to talk about this massive shake-up to renting. Up next, this is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.